When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Wondering what's next in your business or personal life? Welcome to Success to Significance, Life After Breaking Through Glass Ceilings, a podcast dedicated to helping you with all of life's challenges, discoveries, and opportunities. Whether you're seeking a new career, retirement, or simply wanting to make an impact in your community or the world, join Jen Duplessis and her guests as they explore how to start, what to do when you're in the thick of a change or growth, and how to leave a mark in this world after breaking through your next achievement. You are moments away from the aha you've been seeking. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Success to Significance, Life After Breaking Through Glass Ceilings. I'm your host, Jen Duplessis, and I am delighted today to have a guest with us, J.J. Ramberg. I was thinking about your name being Jennifer like mine and saying, why don't you call yourself Jennifer, right? But JJ Ramberg is with us today, and I'm so excited because she's got a really great story about breaking through some ceilings that I think you're all going to absolutely love hearing. But before I do it, I want to tell you a little bit about her. Until recently, was the host of MSNBC's weekend business program, Your Business. So if you've ever watched Your Business, you've probably seen her on there, and she was there for a little over a decade, and she'll talk about that. And then, and she came from CNN. So she's got this great history in the broadcast world, which now takes us to her glass ceiling that she just recently transitioned into is that she co-founded Good Pods with her brother. And so we're going to talk about Good Pods today too. So welcome to the show, JJ. I'm so happy to have you. Oh, I'm so happy to be talking to you. Thanks for inviting me, Jen. Yeah, of course. I was, you know, as I'm doing that introduction, I'm thinking if I were on this show, they would say, cut, cut, get rid of her because she can't say their name. (laughs) And there are days when my mouth works right and there are days when it doesn't. And so so maybe this podcast is going to be one of those. (laughs) It's going to be one of those today. Well, by the way. You know what that makes you is human. I know. Yeah, I totally get it. And I'm vulnerable. <laughs> and I could have very easily said, cut, let's just re-record, but I never do that. I always just flub up and hopefully that's what people like. So now you've basically given me permission to do the right. same. So perfect. okay. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. So now you're joining us from Colorado, which is where you're quarantined right now, right? And by choice, you're quarantined by choice there. I know this I am. family is, and it's not where you live or where you're going to be living, but tell us a little bit about what's going on in your world right now uh, during our pandemic. You know, it's been an interesting time for everyone. Personally, we had created this company, Good Pods, which is this app where you can follow your friends and influencers to see what podcasts they're listening to. And we had set to launch in March, right? Right (laughs) as COVID hit. And so it's been an interesting time for us to kind of rethink our plans and decide what we're doing and then how we're doing it. On top of, you know what it's like to start a new company. And now suddenly I have my children home with me as well. (laughs) And so, you know, it's been a a complicated time and a lovely time at all coinciding together as it has been for so many people. But to tell you the truth, my team was distributed beforehand. And so 
the way I'm working is actually not quite, not much different than what I was doing before. Yeah. And I found that too, you know, I hate saying business as usual because it's not, I mean, we definitely have had to make some shifts and things like that. But for someone like me, it's generally the same thing too, because all I've ever done is work from my home or fly on an airplane. So for me, it's a little different because normally I'm on the road two to three weeks out of every month. And so now I'm stuck at home and that I had to get a new screen and because the the little laptop wasn't going to work for months on end. (laughs) Right, right, Um, right. Yeah. But I do think it's a refreshing time too. And I know with your particular situation, because now you're actually moving it really, to a certain extent, perpetuates people to make decisions. This is sort of a clean slate. It's not a setback. It's an opportunity for us to set up something wonderful for the future. Would you agree? Absolutely. And for me, it's been really nice because I traveled some. My husband used to travel and probably will again. And my kids are so busy with soccer. I have three children, soccer and drama and all their things. And for us to just get to be home together... It's been really, really nice. And I've gotten my kids really involved in the company. And so they all have little projects. And so I do miss my friends. I miss strangers, frankly. Yeah, I miss a I lot miss- of things. I'm, my heart breaks for all the hard things that are going on yeah. in this world. But again, there are lots of moments here that have, it's been a nice pause, even yeah. though I'm up to my ears at work at the same time. I know, I know. And you know, a lot of people I'm talking to are working harder now because there's nothing to do except work, <laughs> right? And I think we have to learn to create boundaries for ourselves with that as well. So speaking of boundaries and looking at that as a glass ceiling as well, I want to ask you about your career. You've obviously, I have some questions about how you transitioned into broadcasting, being on national news and all of those things. Relative to what you studied, I know you went to Duke University and your degree was in English and then you got your Mm -hmm. MBA and I'm going, what? I don't understand what happened here. So, and I would expect that reading your bio, I would see she studied journalism. She studied broadcaster communication. So tell us a little bit about how that happened, how that transition really came about that you found yourself climbing up a corporate ladder. Yeah, I um, I ping-ponged throughout my entire career between journalism and business. So when I graduated from college, I we traveled a lot when I was younger and have always been very curious about other worlds. And it's funny, I didn't think of the job as journalist as what I wanted to be, but if I had described what I wanted to do, it would have been a broadcast journalist. Yeah. And so I was lucky enough to get a temporary job as the receptionist for NBC Nightly News. Oh, wow. And once I was there, I realized this is so interesting. And so I stayed there for a few years. Eventually, I worked for Dateline NBC as an associate producer. But I come from a family of business people and entrepreneurs. And so at some point, I thought, oh, the world is big. Let me go figure out something else. And that's when I went to, and I got my BA. Right. And then from there, I jumped back and forth again. So then I went to business, then journalism, then I started my company, then back to journalism. And now I started Good Pods. <laughs> so I just keep going back and forth. Right. But I love Good Pods because it's a, a nice combination between journalism, broadcasting, and entrepreneurship at the same time. So maybe you've finally found it. You think? I found the thing that puts everything together. You know, it's what I've loved about journalism so much is just this ability to go in and out of all these different worlds, right? So I could plot myself down with one group of people, learn so much about, and then with another group of people. And when I discovered podcasts, it was the same thing though as a consumer, right? So I could learn about business and, and true crime 
What I found was hard about podcasts was just simply curating them. There's so many great podcasts out there, but I didn't know how to discover new ones. And that's why we started Good Pods, because I wanted to know what my friends and influencers were listening to. And for me, it's been really fun the past year and a half to be not the one in front of the camera or the microphone, but rather the one behind the scenes actually helping to surface up other people's content. Yeah. And I love it. I mean, so we'll speak to it here for a few minutes since we're here, right? I just feel very, very fortunate to be involved in the starting of this and really spreading the word and being selected by a handful of people (laughs) who felt that my podcast were something that would really help this. And so it's just really humbling, but I absolutely love the idea of it because I've been a podcaster for five and a half years. This is not my first Mm -hmm. podcast and kind of a veteran in the business, right? And it's so hard because people say, well, how do I find you? And you're like, well, iTunes. Well, I don't have an iPhone. Okay. Stitcher. I don't have an Android. I only have a computer. Okay. Well, it's HTTPS colon backslash, right? Slash episode slash, right? And it's so frustrating because you want to share this with people and people want to hear it, but it's not an easy way to do it. So I love that you've pulled everything together, curated everybody in one central location so that you can go in there and say, I want to find out about love and boom, all of them will show up about love. You'll hear what your friends are saying. And I get to post things about everybody and I get to listen to your podcast when I normally wouldn't have if it's not right in front of me, right? So I absolutely love what you've done. And so if you're listening to this, please go to goodpods.com and then you'll be able to download the app. So it's all app related. It's not online. It's all app related. And then you can start looking and searching and commenting on this podcast too. And I think we'll get more responses from our podcast generally, don't you? I do. I mean, the whole reason we started this is because there are 30 million episodes. It's hard to let people know about your podcast. But the people who do know great podcasts are your friends and they're influencers. And so I just go on Good Pods now when I'm about to go for a run or something and I think, oh, let me see what my brother's listening to. Let me see what Jen's listening to, right? If I like your show, I want to know what you're listening to. And it just, it makes the whole thing more simple so you don't only see the top 10 podcasts, the most listeners, right? There's so many great ones out there. People just don't know about. Yeah. It's kind of, is it Spotify for podcasts? Is it Spotify that you can look and see what your friends are watching or listening to? For music. What we say, are you familiar with Goodreads? We say it's like Goodreads per podcast or Instagram, frankly, it looks like Instagram for podcasts. Yeah, it definitely does because you can go there and make all kinds of little comments and stuff. Yeah, I love it. I love it. So if you're in, if you're listening to this, you know, and you're that business person who's trying to make a transition or a person who's trying to make a transition and try to make impact in life and you need knowledge and you need resources to go to, Good Pods is going to be a great resource for you to head on over to. So thank you for sharing all of that. But I want to talk about your breakthroughs. Let's talk about that. So as we think back or as you think back on your life and you think about a time or a moment or a challenge that defines who you are today. Tell us about that story. Tell us that story or that breakthrough. 
You know, it's funny. I have done a lot of things in my life without thinking too much about them. Mm -hmm. So for instance, when I was working for CNN, I had already gotten my MBA and I was producing for a woman who went on maternity leave. Mm -hmm. And I'd always been interested in working in international development. And so I asked CNN, while she's on maternity leave, can I take her maternity leave off too? And I called everyone I knew and said, does anyone have a consulting job for me in international development? And I got this job for the summer working in Uganda doing microfinance. I didn't know much about microfinance. I truly did not about it. And the next thing I know, I'm on a plane to Uganda. I land there. I don't know anyone. It's the middle of the night. I don't even know where I'm going. And then I spent the whole summer basically going on the back of a motorbike visiting these villages and, and doing this consulting project for microfinance organization. And I feel like a lot of my life has been like that, where I think something's really interesting. I don't spend very much time actually considering what's going to happen. And then I do it. And so I guess it's a series of breakthroughs that just happen because I say yes. Yeah. And I love that, you know, because sometimes it is a big breakthrough for someone, you know, spiritually, emotionally, physically, through business. And for you, you're saying, you kind of live my life with around shattered glass. Right, because I'm breaking through everything all the time, and and I don't see it as a big glass ceiling. I see it as an opportunity. So, what is it that you feel motivates you or gives you that drive to not even think about it as a glass ceiling? What do you think it is that propels you? I am very curious, and I really like new things a lot. So, if anyone puts me in a situation that is brand new, I'm thrilled. That is like my happy place. I like not really knowing what's coming up next. And I think that's why I've liked starting companies also. So this is the second company I've started is because it's new. Every single thing you do is new and every experience you're going to have is new. Yeah. And and you made that comment too, is that what you loved about being in journalism is that you could hang with a few people and then change and then hang with a few people and change. And so you're definitely a change advocate and you like to experience that. Have you ever felt that change is more like a shiny object? You've ever felt like you can't get enough traction in your life? And the reason why I'm asking this is because someone who's listening might be saying, this change, I'm so afraid of it because I've made changes before. And what if it doesn't work? So talk about that a little bit. Yeah, I definitely get scared of that. I'm not so free-spirited. I'm just like, go with the flow. Yeah, I absolutely have moments of thinking, this might not work, that I've invested all this time, all this money into it. So I spent 13 years as the host of this program for MSNBC, and I interviewed so many really successful founders and CEOs, and I asked them this question, was how were you able to take the risk? And what I heard from a lot of them is, I just went down the rabbit hole of what the worst thing that could happen, right? Let's just assume this completely fails. How bad is that? Yeah. If it's not that bad, right? There's still food on my plate, a roof over my head, and I'm okay with that then, hey, let's give it a shot. Yeah, that's interesting because a lot of people that are listening into this podcast, you know, are transitioning. I mean, they're thinking about transitioning. They've already done it. They're looking to see how should I do it? What is the best tactic for me? Uh, Should I take the risk? And I think that's really good is to have an assessment of what's the worst that could happen. And that's really, it's very counterintuitive to 
I want to make this thing fly and go, but I think, you know, well, what if it doesn't fly and go? It's, it's good to know that so that the desire overrides that risk. Exactly. It takes the fear out of it. It takes the fear yeah. of the unknown. I know the unknown, the worst unknown, I know it and I'm okay with it. Another great piece of advice I got was from my friend Courtney Nichols Gould, who has this amazing company called Smarty Pants. It's vitamins. Very successful. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it's a great, great company. But Court said, and I sort of lived this, but she articulated it for me, which is you have to go into things knowing they will be hard, right? Just assume that at some point, this is going to be hard. And that way, once you come up against the hard part, it's not so shocking and you don't know how to deal with it. You just say, okay, this is the hard part. And that's in business and relationships, everything you do, just you're prepared for it. Yeah. It's interesting because that's such a very simple, bare minimum thing that you would think everybody would do. But when we get so excited about change and we get excited about making an impact on people's lives in whatever capacity through charity and world work and, or just serving a client, we don't think about the negative part. (laughs) We're just like, this is going to be great and I'm going to grow and this is going to happen. And we just tend to look that way. And it's amazing that we should expect that. I mean, why would we not? I can't believe this happened. I can't believe it. Really? You can't believe it happened. But we've all said it, right? We've all said that type of thing. And so how poignant is that? It's just, that's absolutely incredible. I love that. I know. It's so simple, but it really, like sort of articulating that gets me through any hard times that I have. I love that. I love that. So for those of you that are watching on YouTube, I have these things called the truth bombs, right? And I've got a whole stack of them. And every day I come in and this is what mine is today. Here's the flexible, right? And every day that I come in, I put this at the back and I just grab another one and pull it up and and it just, for whatever reason, God gives it to me. It's what I need that day, right? Like be tough, be flexible, right? And that to me is just a, I want that card. I want that card. (laughs) Did you really think it wasn't going to be hard? Come on. Or you thought it was going to be easy? You got to be kidding. Right. Nothing uh, is. You know, and it's funny because it reminds me of Les Brown. I say this probably every other podcast, but everything that he says is so true. You know, and he says, if you do what's hard, your life will be easy. And if you do what's easy, your life will be hard. And it's true. It's true. You got to put in the time and the, and the effort into that. So what's it like to be you these days now that you have made another transition into this new world, good pods, and you're experiencing new people, meeting new people like we're meeting. And what's it like for you now? I really enjoy it. My family here has been laughing. We're quarantined together with another family and we're very isolated. And they all laugh at me because literally anytime we see a stranger, I'm like, hello, JJ, what's your name? (laughs) And so, you know, I'll go to the market and I will spend 30 minutes six feet away talking to the person who's checking me out because I just love talking to people. And so this has been so fun because people in the podcast world are so incredibly nice Mm -hmm. and everyone wants to help each other. And we're all trying to grow this industry. And so even before we launched, like basically before we put pen to paper, I spoke to, I wish I could show you my Excel sheet, 600 people to say, Mm -hmm. what do you like about podcasting? What's missing? What could this product do? The most fun I could possibly have. I love that. Yeah. And you're meeting new people all the time, even if you're virtual. I mean, that's the expectation in podcasts anyway. And I think that's why so many people have been drawn to podcasts for so long that now hopefully everybody's going to be joining it. And I think the other thing that people need to understand, because you are listening to a podcast right now as well, is that we're at the very infant stages of podcasting. 
This is, people think, you know, we have what, I don't even know what the number is. We're probably over a million now. Last time I heard we had 985,000 podcasts, probably over that now. In fact, millions and millions of episodes that are going out on a weekly basis and everyone thinks it's saturated and it's not. And so if you're making a transition and you're trying to break through and make an impact on people, no matter what, what it is that's driving you to make that impact, this is a great method for you to get your message out there to people. It is. It's great. And again, I just find the people in this industry, and we have people that we're working with ranging from on the platform, we have Kim Kardashian and Malcolm Gladwell and Gwyneth Paltrow. And then we have a woman who has a very small but fantastic dog podcast, right? And yeah. these are all people that you follow and see what they're listening to. And I just find everyone has been so kind and really help each other. And that's the kind of industry that I really love being a part of. Sure. And I think that's going to become more prominent now as we've all had this opportunity to slow down and clean our slate. And again, this isn't a setback. I feel like this is a setting us up for much, much more connection and engagement with people in the world. And it was, to a certain extent, I do believe it was divine intervention <laughs> saying, you guys are all running amok. It is time to slow right. down and get back to, right? Get back to whatever right. it is. Yeah, that sounds great. So what is inspiring you these days relative to motivation and whatever it is that's motivating you these days? Is it, are you reading books? Is there a specific book that you're looking at? Are you into quotes? Are you getting back to nature? What are you doing? to motivate yourself? I listen to a lot of podcasts. Right, of course you do. I knew that was coming. That kind of set myself <laughs> up, but I thought maybe I offered the other solutions. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do. I listen to so many right now. But what motivates me, so as I told you in the beginning, we had planned to launch this company and then COVID happened. And we had to really take a step back, our founding team, and say, does the world miss right now? So yeah. we did a lot of soul searching because we felt, is it appropriate or inappropriate to launch this right now? Yeah. And I think having to step back and really ask ourselves that question put some, gave us more meaning, right? And more purpose around launching this company. We really had to say, do we have a purpose? Are we doing something that is useful for people? good for the world? And are we proud of it? Because if we had no to any of those things, we would have said, okay, let's just stop for right now or maybe yeah. forever. And we decided mm -hmm. it is helpful for people, right? We are turning to podcasts right now. We're turning to our friends and want connection. And so that has been a really nice thing in giving me motivation to launch the company. And also, frankly, just having my family here with me oh, has, yeah. has also just put so much into perspective and getting to have like a big family dinner every night with us and this other family worth. It's really nice and really makes you think about what matters. Yeah, I absolutely love that. I was going to tell you that one of my coaching students has, has started, and at my suggestion, we were talking about doing COVID and cocktails. And I think a lot of people are doing that now. And some people are doing curbside cocktails, curbside away or a driveway away from their neighbors and that kind of thing. And I had suggested that to her for working with the industry that she does, you know, to kind of come together. And what she did is she just took it one step further and said, instead of a book club, we're going to have a podcast club. And what they do is they all hop on to a Zoom meeting and they all listen to the same podcast. And then they talk about that podcast and how they can implement it, what it affected, whatever the topic is. And they kind of roam around with different names of podcasts, just like you would for a book club. 
And right. uh, I think just so smart to do something like that instead of me listening to a podcast, consuming the information and not being and then trying to share it with people. It's really cool to get different perspectives and things like that. So anyway, I just wanted to share that because I think that's also a really great way to continue to learn and grow and get different perspectives in whatever it is that charges you up about listening to a podcast. And be connected with people, right? Oh. We all, I mean, if there's something well, we've there's learned, wine, there's wine in there. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> something in there. There's always something in there. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's been great, JJ, talking to you. And I want to just ask you as we end our, our time together is, is there something that you would like to share with someone who is thinking about making a transition, who's in the middle of it, or has just come back out that you want to share about your experience that would help them be able to break a glass ceiling that they're in right now? Yeah. My mother was a stay-at-home mom, worked very hard, but never got paid for it, right? Mm -hmm. um, as I was growing up. And then when I was, she was in her mid to late 40s, and she started a company with my brother that became a very, very successful company. And mm -hmm. this was pre-internet, right? Yeah. My brother yeah. was right out of college. My mom was a stay-at-home mom. Nobody with that profile started a company in those days. Everyone told them they would fail, which they didn't. They had a, a very, very sick right. company. And they ended up and selling that mom, to Monster, right? Monster.com. Yeah. Yeah. They did. Yeah. And my mom, who was just, she sadly passed away, but she was the most dynamic person and she was just great. But when we were younger, she used to give us the book or read to us all the time, The Little Engine That Could. Uh -huh. I think I can. I think I can. Mm -hmm. and, and that kind of stuck with us. But what I realized as I grew up and started my own companies and my own career was that I added a little something to that, which is also, I think I can't. And so as we venture into new things, there's no way we can assume that we can do it alone. And we also don't need to reinvent the wheel. There are people out there who can help us. Yeah. And so when I think about my mom saying, if I think I can, it's not that I can do anything. It's that I can depend on myself to recognize what I can't do and go get help. Yeah, I love that. And so, yeah. So that's how I get through, again, tough times of, oh, I don't know how to do this. How am I going to do this? I just, when I'm up in the middle of the night, I think, okay, who can I go to for help? Yeah. And I love that. And these times, it's a great message as well, because now's the time where you're saying, I don't think I can do it during this time. No, you can. And it's the time to plant the seeds with new relationships, find new relationships and outsourcing to help you get through things and bounce things off people. Everyone's waiting at home for you to call them and ask questions anyway. So, you know, I think that's a great message during this pandemic as well. Thank you so much for that. Appreciate You're welcome. It. Yeah, thank appreciate you. it. Well, I, yeah, I just want to say thank you for spending time with us again today. And for those of you that are listening, if this is your first time, welcome. I hope that you enjoyed this episode. And if you've been listening for a while, thank you. Thank you so much for allowing me to come into your ears as you're working out or doing whatever you're doing every day. And we hope that this podcast continues to inspire you to make any type of transition or change that you're looking to do in your life. So thank you again for joining us today, JJ. Appreciate your time. Oh, thank you, Jen. Good to see you. You too. You too. You've been listening to Success to Significance with Jen Duplessis, the number one podcast for people wanting to give more value and make an impact. 
loved this episode, be sure to subscribe right now at www.jenduplessis.com S2S for more stories, strategies, and thoughts to help you gain significance and success. And if you like what we're doing, don't forget to give us a rating and review so we can continue to bring you the best content possible. Join us next week for another breakthrough episode. Thank you for listening.